in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy with me, Tank Spencer, and him, Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. We've got our audio situation. Yeah, And you can actually hear us. We've got our audio situation settled. Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties yesterday, but everything looks like it's lining up for a perfect day today. Uh, and I look like I should be hanging out with John Daly at the uh, Hooters across from Augusta National. <laughs> I didn't notice that until the camera turned on. I have got a very West Virginia florida gator fan look to me today you're very bundled up because where did the warm weather go it is freezing cold i just saw a post from one of our good friends on facebook it is snowing right now on the tennessee north carolina state line on i-40 oh uh i'm the betting guy (sighs) which is drunker me four hours from now or mother nature mother nature i Four Catch hours? I'll give you four and a half, but I don't know that you can get that drunk that quick. It's like, Challenge accepted. <laughs> he's adult. Uh, don't count me out. We've got the Masters going on down in Georgia. We have all of the NFL draft stuff uh, to get into today over the next two hours. Oh, yeah, because we got- this is, we've officially started the Dumb Dumb Month. Oh, yeah. This the, is- the three weeks directly preceding to the NFL draft is Dumb Dumb Talk. And so we're going to cut through some of these things, and we are going to crown the first 11 of the all-Rodney Dangerfield team. That's right. Who are the guys in this draft class that cannot get any respect? The Rodney Dangerfield draft list coming up in the 4 o'clock hour today. We'll talk about all things, uh, all the latest news and rumors out of the NFL as well. We'll have all of your Masters updates throughout the program today, and your chance to finally decide the uh, final four of our most overrated bands bracket. We've got the Rolling Stones against Coldplay today, and uh, we, we can't carry over yesterday's uh, votes if any were cast uh, because of the technical difficulties on the YouTube stream, but that's how you can vote and decide who are the most overrated bands in, uh, in musical history. Ro- the Rolling Stones against Coldplay Cast your votes. The winner of that will take on Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in the semifinals. Our other semifinal features U2 against Tool. And we will begin the semifinals coming up on Monday right here in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. Always coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. Ingalls Supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. And right now, out at the, or down, I guess I should say down at the Masters, we have uh, Carl Schwartzel. Is Charles Schwartzel. Charles Schwartzel. I have no idea who this Charles! is. Charles! Sorry. <laughs> New to the golf game. I apologize to Mr. Schwartzel. I've never heard that name before. Uh, he was, he contended in, in a major. 
once. Once. Uh, well, he actually won a major once. Well, he's contending in the 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 majorest of all the majors here at the Masters at three under par on uh, on the tournament so oh, far. Oh, well, he actually won this tournament. I, I remember. I always think it's Louis Oosthuizen that won this. He did not win this. It was no. Charles Schwartzel that won yes, this. Yes, it was uh, Louis Oosthuizen who won the Open championship back in 2010 yeah let me give you a solid piece of advice go to betus.com and underbet whatever the line is on where where charles schwartz will finish (laughs) because i could easily easily see him throwing a solid iq number tomorrow Well, well at the top of the of the leaderboard right now tied for first we got two former masters champions here charles schwartzel and danny willett I do remember when Danny Willett won. He he didn't mean. I still maintain he didn't mean to. Uh, and then Sung J M, who finished in second place just a year and a half ago in the what was that the November Masters that we had in the return. So Sung J M, Danny Willett, and Charles Schwartzel all at three under for the tournament so far. And Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is uh, he teed off at one forty this afternoon. And he continues to be in contention. I have not seen as much of the uh, the the tiger camera today. Well, it's because he's too over. It tends to help when you start this poorly. They don't. Well, we'll we'll revisit that if it becomes relevant again. He is currently sitting at, according to this leaderboard, he is four over oh that means he had a battle batten since we came on the air yikes so tiger woods four over for the day he is three over for the tournament yes he has he has racked up three bogeys so far through four rounds or through, through four through four holes five holes excuse me five holes uh so we will continue to follow all of the masters situation uh going down down in uh in augusta georgia we do have uh the cut line is projected right now at four over par so that's tiger's flirting with it dangerously yikes you got xander shoffley in that group as well jeremy's little uh golden boy for this masters may not make the cut well he's six over at this point right yeah it's it, it is not Basically, if I had played a DraftKings lineup, I would have no one left for the weekend. Actually, I don't even see the projected cut line on this it's leaderboard four. anymore. Okay. I was going to say it, it must have disappeared. Um, but, yeah, we've had two withdrawals. You had Paul Casey withdraw yesterday before even teeing off. And then Louis Ustazen has Who dropped Who I highly out. recommended. You're yes. welcome. Yes. Louis Ustazen has dropped out uh, after shooting a 76 yesterday. And he has some sort of a uh, untold injury. Uh, what it's I think it's called is. my pride hurts because I played horribly yesterday. <laughs> and if you're already banged up, you're probably not going to make a comeback in day two. So why not just? Uh, I, I still maintain John up. Daly's winning this weekend. John Daly. Oh yeah. Why? Because he's he at the he's at the Hooters across the street from Augusta like he is every single year. Oh nice. He without swinging one stick hooters haters happy hour john daly wins (laughs) john daly wins wins the weekend okay all right john daly wins the weekend the nfl draft rumors are continuing to fly and they're getting a little hotter and heavier as we get closer and closer to the april 28th date of course we will 
cover the NFL draft in all of its seven rounds live right here in the sportsocracy at the end of the month. We um, just put the finishing touches on my big board. We're putting out t- the top 300. There are 200 more if anybody's curious. I, I, I really don't think too many people care. I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. You know, you talk about in our YouTube videos all the time about how knowledgeable NFL fans have become on the draft and going deeper and deeper and deeper into learning all of the players and, you know. Before, I mean, before I started working with you, Jeremy, I didn't even think, you know, there. I knew there were more rounds of the draft, but I didn't care after the second round of the draft. Yeah, you should, because it's very important. It is very and important. And it's draftmas. But, but, you know, I don't think too many people are going to be upset if we don't get 500 player profiles shoved on us. I, I did see there is a Twitter account that's putting out their top thousand. So now Holy I'm like, smoke. okay, you, I feel like this is a challenge. This is pistols at dawn and I will totally play oh, if you want to play. Oh, I will bet you Dax Hollifield ends up on that list. Yeah, very late. I had to ask him, I had to ask him about that. I was like, Dax Hollifield, he was a pretty good linebacker at Virginia Tech. I haven't seen his name mentioned at all in this draft period. And you won't. And you won't. Um, another one of those fine college football player comes to the NFL don't really have it but the latest rumor is that the detroit lions are looking at malik willis at number two stop talking <laughs> well, why I, is this still a st- how many teams do we have to attribute malik willis to before you figure out no team is doing that especially not detroit mm-hmm. if you wanted me to if, if you picked a team in the nfl and said, what team would almost guarantee that Malik Willis is going to be an unmitigated disaster the Detroit Lions are in? Because mm-hmm. he just doesn't fit what they want to do on the field? or Well, what? he's going to be on the field too early. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still the ultimate landing spot for Malik Willis. Okay, That's the best place he can go. Seattle is up there somewhere, solely because he's got DK and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Detroit at two is going to just go, nope, everything we've said, it was all lies. Believe nothing. The coach literally just came out and said, we don't need a quarterback that's that good. Right. And somebody somewhere immediately went, Malik Willis, perfect fit. Well, when you have people writing up, you know, glowing, uh, glowing profiles and such on Malik Willis, it's, it's not hard to jump into that fever swamp of oh the quarterbacks are going to go so high i mean uh, listen to this and tell me what's uh, wrong with it this is just a quick sentence about malik willis with the arm strength of josh allen and the mobility of lamar jackson the risk of passing up on willis's potential is greater than the worst case scenario of failing to develop him as the new face of a franchise let me answer your question with a question okay tell me where the difference is in what i'm getting ready to say all right with the body build of josh allen and the arm of josh allen jamarcus russell is as can't miss as he could possibly be <laughs> yeah see i've been around long enough right. to remember that right and i remember sitting around going you do realize the deficiencies with this kid right coming out of an lsu offense where you were never really all that productive the, the the problem with Malik Willis, and I like the prospect, he's my number two quarterback. Now, for posterity's sake, if you're curious where that puts him on my big board, it's it's a number that starts with a four, mm-hmm. and there's another number. So it's 
It ain't four. It would just be an aggressive overreach. And it led me to ask the question, does Sam Howell do something to all of you people? Like, what is wrong with you that you're – we could take Malik Willis at two, but Sam Howell's not a first-rounder. Right. Sam Howell is ten times more ready to play in the NFL right now than Malik Willis. And it's would, not even close. I would agree. It's not even in the ballpark. Malik Willis is the kind of player that gets you fired. Mm-hmm. Now, could he be a home run? Absolutely. Is it going to be in the next 24 months? Absolutely not. You do remember that they put Lamar Jackson in mothballs, right? When the Baltimore Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, it was, you're going to stand over here for a year. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to you momentarily. Mm-hmm. And they did. Then he played in the playoffs, came back the next year, and he was fine. Malik Willis is half as ready to be an NFL quarterback right now as Lamar Jackson was. And I didn't even think he was a quarterback. Right. We just get so wrapped up into the quarterback position in the NFL draft because oh, it's it because is the most important position in all of sports. We've said this over and over again, but you see all of these you you see all of these prognosticators looking at the NFL draft and going, okay, well, the Detroit Lions need a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback. You got the Washington football team and the Seattle Seahawks, and all of these teams are picking in the top 11. So you've got to have the quarterback, and all of them have to go immediately. And this is just one of those years that you shouldn't do that. Don't pigeonhole yourself and, 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 and you know, set your franchise back by using that high draft capital on a quarterback that's got a lot of question marks. The, the back 12 picks is the sweet spot for quarterbacks, starting with Pittsburgh Steelers. If everything and, – and next week we will be putting out both my big board and the perfect mock draft for every team in the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there's not a quarterback in the top 19 picks. Because any team that does it, you did it wrong. Straight, and that's me being as nice as I can. If you take a quarterback in the first 20 picks of this draft, you did it wrong. With the exception of Pittsburgh, who is 20 and would sit Malik Willis behind Mitch Trubisky for two years. But this talk of only go two, will Carolina take one at six? Why? There's a fantastic article on ESPN.com right now about the last time we had an NFL draft that did not have a quarterback go in the first round. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when that was? No. It was 1996. Okay. The first quarterback that came off the board was Tony Banks. And I'm going to level with you. I was nine years old, so I didn't. I don't have my big board to go back and look at. This class is not far off of that. Right. Tony Banks, Notre Dame? Did he go to Notre Dame? Oh, where did Tony? No, he went to a smaller school than that. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't remember. That, 1996, I was too worried about, uh, you know, other things. At that, that is taxing <laughs> even my knowledge of the draft. Right. If you do it, you're going to regret it. Mm -hmm. But the thing I don't understand, and Tyler Cunningham in our comments said, every time I tell scouts about Sam Howell, they cut me off and say he's not it, and I just shake my head. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I do not understand what it is that Sam Howell has done. Like, is there something about him that we don't know about? Oh, no, I can tell you why teams are so sour on him. Okay. It's because his biggest comp is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And he's short, and there's some bad tape. But nobody wants to look past the comma. I Literally, I've screamed this from the mountaintops this entire draft season of 
if you want to create an argument to not like him, it's not that hard. However, you're going to have to tell me how you got there, mm -hmm. but you're going to settle on one of these other quarterbacks. Oh, there was bad tape with Sam Howell. I genuinely think Kenny Pickett would struggle to get his hand all the way around the can I'm drinking out of right now with his little tiny Donald Trump hands. Malik Willis has never seen a second read in his life, mm -hmm. ever. He has never gone, first read's covered, what's that second guy doing? Because his second read was takeoff. And the highest level of competition he ever played was Ole Miss, and that tape was literally an assault on your eyeballs. Right. You Desmond know, Ritter. Oh, I cannot wait for people to see where Desmond Ritter is on my big board. I'll give you a hint. It's a number that starts with a one. <laughs> and there's two numbers after it. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, I've been comparing Flostradamus' big board Michigan to Michigan State. Thank you, Swank Chip. Yes. When you when you stump me and you throw the answer out there, you get said on the air. That was driving me crazy, low key. Yeah, that's where Tony Banks went to college. I've literally been looking at the clock, going, "How long till a commercial?" And I can Google the answer to that because it's about <laughs> to drive me insane. I it just baffles me how Sam Howell doesn't get the respect of at least those who are writing the articles. However, you know there are hints out there that his draft stock is picking up steam amongst some of the teams today he's in pittsburgh visiting with the steelers and he's, i would I argue he's the it. contingency for the steelers I was gonna say somebody overdrafts malik willis we'll take sam howell and be just fine mm -hmm. i don't see i don't see any problem with that at number 20 if he's still on the board i think that's the best path for the pittsburgh steelers well See, this gets into this gets into the fun of why people like me get made to look like morons. Because depending on where Malik Willis goes, if he goes to Pittsburgh, yeah, he is the best quarterback selection in this draft. I don't care where the other four went. Mm -hmm. Because you can be patient with him. Conversely, what I said, if he goes to Detroit, I, I will literally go ahead and stamp him bust before he gets off that stage. Right. There is no path that that goes well. And Detroit knows that. This is what is so comical to me about this time of year. And it's a combination of things. The the Barton Hahn before us, they were talking about is Die Hard a Christmas movie. A, that movie is 30 years old. B, it is eight months until Christmas. C, they were talking about some baseball movie too that I, right. I've never seen. Well, that's how it all started was they were talking about sports movies. Like if it just has sports in it, is it considered a sports movie? No, but Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I know, it's 100%. Not, it's not. Great Christmas movie. T's and P's to Bruce Willis, by the way. It's not at all. Uh, Sam Howell, I feel like, has been undersold this in, this entire time. I mean, we, you know, we talk a lot about the Tar Heels here being a Tar Heel affiliate station on ESPN Asheville. And I get that the, the, the arm numbers weren't that great from his last year at Carolina. But when you factor into everything that he had to go through with losing all of his weapons and being a bigger uh, threat in the running game this past year. I mean, hell, he was like fourth or fifth in the ACC in rushing mm -hmm. this past year, which to me would only be another sign that, oh, this kid's got all these other tools That's that we That's actually can a use. negative, not a positive. Okay. Because it means when the play breaks teams. down, well, the mobility's a plus, but being that high means that when the play breaks down, your first instinct is to take off and run. Mm -hmm. And being small, you put those two things together and teams go, oh, he's going to die. 
uh, he's going to Pat White straight up die. And ha- and and I guess they've all uh, also seen his predilection not to slide like I have. I would be that still worse. That can me. be taught. Oh, of course. But the thing I can't wrap my head around is every quarterback in this class has a wart. All of them. Even Sam Howell, who is unequivocally my number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has a wart. He actually has a series of them. I still think he's the most likely to be a star quarterback in this league. But he gets blended in with two quarterbacks that, well, it didn't go well. Mitch Trubisky, because they kind of remind you of each other and they went to the same school, mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield, because that's his clearest comp. Mm-hmm. If you want to know why I absolutely refuse to do comps, that's why. Because for whatever reason, the closest player that your game resembles, that's who you're going to be. Yep. And the fact that Baker Mayfield has been the biggest bust of the last 10 years, I said what I said and I meant it, and I will fight you over it. Uh, it, it dings Sam Howe. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones somehow a little better. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers, two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here in the Ingalls studio. Time for the most overrated bands bracket. You can vote right now in the YouTube stream. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, hit subscribe on the channel. That'll get you into the chat. And you can also, of course, vote in today's more overrated between Rolling Stones and Coldplay. Uh, It's the Rolling Stones by a mess. Things are a mess. It's a mess. Uh, I, I, I disagree. I love the Rolling Stones, and I, I can't deny it. They are just, they are just a band that they're, they have a catalog of thirty songs that are just instantly recognizable. They have a catalog of like four songs that, to me, don't sound like two rabid animals fighting each other over trash. <laughs> So who's more uh, overrated? Is it the Rolling Stones or is it Coldplay? Right now, uh, we are sitting at 56% in favor of the Rolling Stones being more overrated to the 44% for Coldplay. Cast your votes before the end of the program to decide who will take on Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in the semifinals of the most overrated band's bracket coming up on Monday. All right, we've got breaking news, which means I get to do this. Who's gonna break the news? Who's gonna break the news? 
genuinely hope you laugh at this as much as I did. Oh my gosh. The he hasn't ac- told me what this is. I haven't because I want to see your reaction when I say it. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Board of Governors has decided that actor Will Smith will not be able to attend the Oscars or any related events for 10 years. <laughs> he got a 10-year suspension for slapping somebody on the stage. Wow. I, and the thing that I, I'm stuck on is we'll still be talking about him doing it 10 years from now, and that probably will be the most noteworthy thing from the Oscars Oh yeah, in that 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless they start having who's going to win best picture by deciding it with a, an actual boxing or wrestling match, I don't think you're gaining very many viewers. My favorite tweet, and I, I absolutely love it when sports people have the best tweet about something, Ian Rappaport. I guess that means he'll have to not watch it on home at home like the rest of us. Oh, points. That's points for Ian Rappaport. Good for him. Oh, my. So they have uh, suspended him for 10 years. He cannot come to an Oscars event. Is that all events that they do? Do they do any other events? Uh, I, I, I've never watched the one we're talking about. So I, I just found out that Denzel Washington was nominated in that category for playing Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that? Not a clue. I had no idea of that. Not a clue. Wow. I had absolutely no idea that that there had even been a Macbeth movie made. Mm-hmm. All I, I know mean, of that is it was a book that I absolutely refused to read in high school. <laughs> At least two of my former teachers watched this show and are going, yeah, we yeah, knew. yeah, we absolutely knew that. Uh, we all know Hamlet was better. That's why you were just you were, you were just wanted to focus on the seminal works of William Shakespeare, correct? Uh, I was focused on seminal works, but they were mainly from the Tallahassee Florida variety. <laughs> <right? laughs> all right, let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy, just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. You don't normally see a baseball team season kick off with so much, uh, I guess, animosity and confusion, but the New York Yankees did that today, where just an hour before they started the season against the Boston Red Sox, the Yankees uh, announced that they had missed the deadline, the self-imposed deadline, for a new deal with their star slugger Aaron Judge he had you know they they've been trying to work on a long-term contract extension for a while now and he had set the date I want it to happen before opening day well then you you don't see this happen very often where the GM of the team Brian Cashman holds a press conference and says look we gave him a sweet deal and even mentioned numbers they offered him a seven-year, $230 million contract extension, and he turned them down. Apparently, Aaron Judge wants more money, less year. I have no idea what he wants. He wouldn't talk about it, obviously, because when the news came out, he was getting ready to take the field. And his only response to the media was, we got to go out and play a game. I got other things to do. If something happens today, it happens. If not, then... We'll work out something. We'll go into arbitration and work something out somehow. But you don't normally see 
this kind of thing happen one on opening day and two where the where the gm of the team goes out and says yeah we gave him this great big offer mentions the numbers and now everybody can look at aaron judge and go what are you doing they just offered you almost a quarter of a billion dollars over the next seven years and you're turning them down i mean you look at his market value it, the deal that they offered him is much more than his supposed market uh, uh, market value. So what is he holding out for? I just can't wrap my head around it. Ah, baseball. Yeah. The Oscars of the sports world. The Oscars of the sports world. Last week, I, I went on a bit of a rant. It was a week ago today, actually, mm-hmm. about a holiday we have in this country that I think is the stupidest thing that anybody does. April Fool's Day. Yes. And Lakers forward LeBron James just found out the hard way. Why? Last Friday, he tweeted out, I'm out for the season officially. See y'all in the fall. He then followed that up with April Fool's. Only problem, he didn't play another game and they're going to miss the playoffs. I I genuinely don't know how you could have made yourself look any more ridiculous than saying that and then not playing another game. He is getting absolutely drug on Twitter. As he should. Because it's officially come out that he is done for the year. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just so funny. It's so funny. Because now there's, oh, Russell Westbrook, they can trade him to the to the Hornets. For what? Well, they can give up Terry Roger. You lost me right there. Right. I'm good. But it would save them $47 million. Yeah, but it would also give them a year of Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm going to pass. I don't think that's something that James Borrego really wants to bring into the locker room. As you're trying to build a winner, you're trying to build a culture with the Hornets. Where does Russell Westbrook fit into that scenario for I have anybody? No idea, but this has gotten really popular over the last 48 hours. Russell Westbrook to Charlotte? Yeah. For Terry Rozier, they, they mentioned that, oh, they they could also include Gordon Hayward, or they could not. Or they could 100% not do that. I mean, wh- what do you think is going to happen here? Do you think that other teams in the NBA are going to look at the Los Angeles Lakers and go, oh, I feel sorry for you. Here, here, let me help you with that. No. No. Kind of Every- like the Houston Rockets when they went, what are we going to do with Russell Westbrook? And the Wizards went, well, we have an overpaid problem. Yeah, we have a poison pill. Would you like to trade them? I just don't don't see any other team in the league looking at it and going, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's help the Lakers get out of this situation that they're in. I mean, unless you're the Sacramento Kings. or Uh, Who are in their division. They're not trying to help. Right. They already tried with that package that they gave up for us at Westbrook. You can have Buddy Heald. But you look at those, I mean, it would be like one of the dog-do teams that just, yeah, maybe we'd be better. Oklahoma City. I don't know that I've ever seen a more unmovable contract in my life. Well, it's expiring. I don't care. Right. I do not care. I don't want any part of it. And frankly, as as a fan of another team in the league and a longtime follower of the NBA... I don't think there's too many people going to shed tears that the Lakers are in turmoil right now. No. We have no uh, no sympathy for you. 
Jeez Louise. LeBron, see you in the fall. One week later. I also love the that story. Poorly. Yeah, I also love the story of LeBron James saying that uh, before he was done, he wanted to play with Steph Curry. And did you see Steph Curry's response? He said, "I'm good right now." Like, no. Why would I? Why? Why do we need to? I'm one of you know. I'm on one of the best teams in the West Western Conference without LeBron James. Why would I want that? Yeah, I'm good. I'll keep hanging out with Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. It has gone superiorly bad for the Los Angeles Lakers as they are out of the playoffs and now trying to apparently just shop whoever they possibly can to fix things. And you ain't getting no help from anybody else. Debo Samuel made big news yesterday as he scrubbed his Instagram account. Can we stop (laughs) doing this? Uh, I might be a little disgruntled. I might want a new contract. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to delete you from my social media. This is the you up text of the NFL. (laughs) I scrubbed all of it off my social media. You might as well just go full on. I blocked you. So now you cannot get to me. So crazy. We met at a bar one night and then we we, we, weird things happened. Now I'm going to block you. Obviously, it's not the first time we've had this story this offseason. Kyler Murray did the same thing in Arizona. It didn't take but a a little while before the two sides came together and were announcing new deals and and all of that. I I just don't understand. Why do this? And this has to be a PR team. Oh, no. This is, well, it could be. I have no idea if it's a PR team or not. I think this is, I'm forcing your hand because 49er fans are losing their minds. Right, but you create the fever, you create the pressure for the front office, and then you have to get a deal done. And with all of these major contracts that we've seen thrown out to wide receivers this year, these $100 million deals for Devontae Adams and um, uh, you know Tyreek Hill, and why would, why would wide receiver, any top wide receiver in the league right now, I'm looking straight at DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, why would they not? Why would they not do everything in their power right now to make sure that you get that? Because you got to ride the wave while it's happening, right? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Part of my background is in marketing. So I'm going to say this right to that camera. Every NFL team, if you want to make this go away where no one will ever do this again, all you have to do is be equally petty back. Delete their name off the roster. Ooh. Oh, you, you want to play? Do you want to play games? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Gone. I don't know that now that would what? work. The, the, the oh, 100% opposite it would way, work. Though. 100% it would work. Really? You're not going to force my hand. You have absolutely no leverage here. Mm-hmm. None. Because that's what this is. To me, that's what this is. What Debo has done and what Kyler did earlier in the offseason, this is trying to get the um, – it's trying to get the fans on your side. I think the fans are always going to side with the with the player, though, right? Over the team? Like, if San Francisco came back and took him off the roster, and everybody would lose their minds. Like, you would be creating for yourself a worse situation than you're already in. Yeah, but it would kind of, it would also serve to, you do get, you have no leverage, right? None. I, was, I think Debo Samuel has all the leverage. He has no leverage. Okay. None. What, what are we going to do? You gonna sit out? More power to you. Mm-hmm. We have a you do realize we have a rookie quarterback, right? 
Like we have, oh, but he played last. Yeah, he played two games last year. Right. We have a rookie quarterback. We don't know how well this is going to go. You need us way more than you than, than we need you. But his contract's up in a year. Yeah, and I can franchise tag you three times. Mm-hmm. One year deals on a guy who, by the way, has a marked injury history. There are very few things in this life that I hate more than the, well, he scrubbed his Instagram account. Ugh. Uh, we have one of these from Colin. I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. This one deserves two. The Lakers are the laughing stock of the NBA. They have no draft capital and no money to go out and get any good players in free agency. They are going to be the worst team in the NBA. I don't disagree with anything you just said. And your most valuable asset is made of popsicle sticks. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are a, are a travesty. Uh, by the way, thank you, Colin, uh, yes. for your lovely contribution and being one of the great members of the House of Reprehensibles. If you'd like to join, you have to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You join the House of Reprehensibles. It's right next to that uh, subscribe button. And you can do super chats as well. You can donate to the cause here and we will read your stuff on the air uh, we like to keep that the keep the lights on fund yes if you're watching on the youtube stream everything just flickered that was not in here that was somebody turned the lights off outside <laughs> right i know we've had some power issues yeah just speak it into existence yeah nope uh debo samuel scrubbing his instagram count is the most millennial thing that you can possibly do it's so but it's, it's just keep, so annoying. Well, it is annoying. It's but. like the it, that is the TikTok of of sports. I scrubbed your name off my Instagram. That just shows that I'm mad at you. Ah, we live in the most passive aggressive society that has ever existed. Yes, we do. We can't. I can't go to you and say, "Hey, I would like a new contract," or go to I don't know a member of the media and say that. No, I changed my profile picture on MySpace. And I changed my song to the Rose by Conway Tweed. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that song. Or somebody that in the co- somebody in the comments, I, we were talking about musical taste. Yeah, because somebody pointed out that I apparently, outside of women, have no taste in anything because uh-huh. I hate virtually everything. True. You hate no. the Beatles. You hate the Rolling Stones. Absolutely love Creed. And that I, pretty Creed, much tells bangers, all of us. Stop. A slew of them. Listen to two of them today. Off the same. I like old. Okay, I like old country music. Me mm-hmm. and Eddie Fox. There's a reason we get along so well because we and, have very similar musical and tastes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like people that sing in the dialect that I speak in. <laughs> Again, nothing wrong with that. But you hold so much animosity for for bands that people absolutely love. Yeah, and I and think that's, that's the why. problem. And I think that's why. Oh, yeah. Because, because I don't understand why. Like Bruce Springsteen, I cannot figure out for the life of me why anybody loves him. Even Jimmy Buffett. Like, I get it. I don't get following him around the country. Mm-hmm. I, that I'll never understand. Oh, it's fun. That's a fun atmosphere. Jimmy Buffett shows are fun. Are are they? Are oh, they yeah. really fun? Oh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you don't mind. There are a older- lot of great bands. Mm-hmm. I just, I have never thought the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, they're not great bands. Sure they are. The greatest of all time. Well, fact. that's kind of like, oh, uh, that's like saying MASH is the greatest show ever. Well, you only had four options. So, have you ever seen Blue Bloods? Do you know what CGI is? <laughs> all those things? Better. You just like all the bells and whistles. I do. 
the problem is that works with movies. I'm right there with you on movies. I mean, there are some classics that you can't you, you can't say anything about, but the newer ones are better. I mean, you can't go back and watch those old like you know B movies from the 1960s of Godzilla and then look at Godzilla versus King Kong that just came out two years ago and go, yeah, that old one's really better with I the foam ca- suit and the the styrofoam buildings that he's knocking down. Uh, okay, I could count on one hand the number of old movies that I like. It's a Wonderful and Life. Half of them have, done. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Die Hard. The Michael Keaton Batman. Oh my God, th- those aren't old movies. Stop that. Those don't qualify. Die Hard is older than I am. That qualifies as old. I hurt my back checking our mail, and that that movie is older than I am. Old. Uh-huh. Just because it's older than 32? 33? I love how every year we do this, I somehow get younger. I forget how old you are. I am 35. 35. All right, so... If it's older than 35 years, it's yeah, officially old. a classic, like yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's old. All right. And I'm, and I'm All out. Right. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even like new stuff. There was a sweet little home run swing from about 2002 to, I don't know, before people got offended by every word that you say. That's when the world just went to, to piddle, and I've hated everything since. So like everything after idiocracy. To you, I don't know what idiocracy is. You, of all people, have to see that movie. I don't actually know what that is. It is a commentary on how much stupider the human race gets year after year after year. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, and this guy, it, it's kind of sci-fi where this guy like falls asleep in a, in a in a cryo chamber or something, wakes up forty years down the road, and then everybody is dumb, and he's oh, just that's a, my nightmare. he's just a random guy, but he is the smartest guy on the planet in twenty eighty whatever. Oh, what you just said is my nightmare. I mean, I have literally had that nightmare where I fall asleep one day, I wind up in a coma, I go Benjamin Button, I wake up in twenty seventy, and everybody speaks in emojis, right. and I and this is my life now. You have to see Idiocracy, though. You, of all people, with your political predilections, I think you would love that movie. Political plus predilections. Plus, it's got Terry Crews in it, who plays the president of the United States yeah. as a former wrestler. So far, I'm... Uh, oh, it's hilarious. The The premise has me intrigued. <laughs> it is very, very good. Um, Somebody in the comments said it. Fried Bologna said, I just had a Ted Kaczynski moment on air. I don't want the world to disintegrate. I just people get offended much easier now than they used to and it drives me insane we're all don't don't worry uh fried baloney we're all waiting to see jeremy's manifesto oh you're going to next week's my big board top 300 draft prospects we live on the youtube channel good for you good for you i don't care about anything enough to have a manifesto to to overthrow the government i don't care enough I barely vote. I, I obviously don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jonathan Welch said he was uh, remembering Bruce Willis over the weekend as he watched four of the Die Hard movies. That sad story about Bruce Willis. I know, man. What was it? Aphasia? Aphasia. Was what he's got? Yeah, he can't you, you really struggle, talk anymore. You, you, you can think it, but you can't get it, your mouth right. to say it. Right. That's, uh, that is one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, Bruce Willis, I mean, he may not be known for his range, but all of his action movies are, they're all good. Range is overrated. Yeah. Nicolas Cage has range. 
And at this point, he's a stark, raving, crazy person. <laughs> range. Like, he could play the crazy guy in a movie about a weatherman. Or, or he a could crazy play the guy crazy in a guy. movie about himself. Right. He's now playing himself. Which I give him all the props in the world for. I mean, if everybody's going to make you out to be this crazy, eccentric, over-the-top guy because you play one on screen all the time, then play into it. And that's exactly what he's done with his latest movie. I can't wait to see it. You should. I remember seeing the, the. I remember seeing the trailer for it a long time ago and going, "That's going to be funny." And then you showed it to me yesterday. I was like, "Oh, nope." Oh, I Nick, see Nick that. Cage gets no credit. None. Why? Because he didn't. I am never going to financially recover from this. Play Joe oh, Exotic. That's true. That would that's have been the, the 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 capital role. What was that Netflix that shelved that project? Which just imagine how wonderful that would have been. Oh, I saw a tiger. Tiger saw a man. <laughs> fantastic it would that's been. a movie you make that would have won an oscar that can replace will smith for the next 10 years while he can't win one actually did win an oscar nicholas cage anyway you're in the sportocracy here on espn Asheville, we got uh basketball tonight so that means jeremy's got picks on the way green on green is coming up next Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then we get the money... You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. Man, this end of the NBA season cannot stop quick <laughs> enough for me because it seems like no matter how hard I try to not outthink myself, I keep doing it. By the way, thanks, Charlotte Hornets. Not only did you demolish the Magic last night, you didn't cover by half a point. Oh, Thanks for that. Four picks for you tonight in the NBA. For the year, we are 110, 116, and 6 against the spread. First, the Milwaukee Bucks are a five-point favorite tonight at the Pistons. This is a projection, to say the least, because I don't know exactly who's going to play for the Bucks, but they need to win this game. I think somebody's going to sit. I just don't really know who it is. So long as one of the stars plays, you should be able to cover five against the Pistons in a game that you need to lock up the two. Give me the Bucks minus the five. Next, the Chicago Bulls are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against those same Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte is, okay, like, Charlotte and the Raptors are just two teams that I should never touch, but I'm going back to the well. The Bulls are better than people think. And Charlotte can't play dead in the Western as a defensive team. I think this is a higher scoring game, but give me the Bulls minus the two and a half. Finally, the Portland Trailblazers are a 19 and a half point dog tonight against the Mavericks. Wow. Over under is 220. I make no qualms here. 
This game will never be close, and the Mavericks are going to win it aggressively. However, neither of these teams can defend anybody, and they both play fast. Look for a backdoor cover. Blazers plus 19 and a half over 220. Likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Take those wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. I genuinely think your television, you know, you know that thing that Netflix does when you fall asleep or you pass out or whatever the case may be? But are you are still you there? Are you still watching? Yeah. It, your television should do that every four minutes if you stay on the Blazers and Mavericks for more than four minutes. <laughs> like, are you still alive? Do we need to send help? Because that's really the only explanation of why you're still watching this. Right. Oh, my God. I will say that is the biggest line I have ever seen in the NBA. 19 and 19 a half. 19 and a half. That is quite and a here's lot. what nobody was talking about. Dallas can't stop anybody. Like, all of a sudden, the last three weeks, they, uh, they've never been good defensively. They are horrid right now. That's one of those that I can see them up 25 with six minutes to go. Everybody sits down, and then the backups come in. They lost by 18. Yep. That's exactly how I thought that was going to go. With PhD weight loss, I'm finding out that every day is a milestone day now. Uh, I got on my scale this morning and staring right back at me, finally, was the 230s. I know it's 239, but still, the fact that I have broken that 240 barrier and I've lost more than 54 pounds in 18 weeks of the PhD weight loss program, I am getting... I'm actually claiming my life for the first time, and PhD is doing it for me. I achieved my own milestone this week. This won't sound like much to you, but it's quite an achievement for me. Being as tall as I am, I've always struggled with belts. Well, about four weeks into PhD, I bought a new one. Well, now I've gone all the way through all of the little holes, and now I have to buy a new new belt. Good for you. I've always had sleeping issues, and convenience is what got me into this shape because fast food was convenient. Fast food led to me being heavy. Being heavy led to me not being able to sleep. All of those things have been resolved, and it's thanks to PhD. If you want great results and you want a program that's going to give you a support system like none other you've ever seen, go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com today. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. We got the Rodney Dangerfield NFL Draft No Respect list coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. We are live in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 Always brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices, love the savings. The sportsocracy is not only heard live, but also on demand on the iHeartRadio app. And you can see us on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. We got the live video link in the middle of the page there. Just click on it. Once you're into YouTube, hit the subscribe button and you can get yourself into the chat and vote today in the most overrated bands bracket we are down to the uh, last matchup of the elite eight trying to find our final final four team and we are deadlocked between the rolling stones and cold play who is more overrated it is a 50 50 tie rolling stones although this is one where i could be on the wrong side and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sad because mm-hmm. you hate both these bands. I, I do 
Uh, Chris Martin once used the word progress uh, in a song. And you know what? Out. They win, so be it. Okay. All right. You can help us decide uh, in the chat throughout the rest of the program. And, of course, we've got the Masters going on down in Augusta, as you heard in the top of the hour Sports Center update. Yeah, the winds are playing hell with players today because it's blustery here and cool here. It is the same thing down in uh, Augusta, Georgia, and lots of guys are finding themselves putting in rounds that they didn't really want to in the Masters. We've got the leaders right now, Danny Willett, Sung J.M., and Charles Schwartzel. All still at three under. Now just joining that group is Scotty Scheffler. So I knew I should have played him in fantasy. This ah, I went with the wrong sh guy. I went with Shoffley instead of Scheffler. And Shoffley ain't even going to make the cut. Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth among the names of guys who have finished today's round and are, uh, I guess, hoping that the wheels just fall off this thing. That hopefully the cut line is going to, you know, just go below them. But right now, four over for the tournament is the cut line. And you got Brooks Kepka at plus five right now. He's on the 17th. Yeah, hole. he was the one I tried to forewarn you. That's not going to go well. Jordan Spieth is done for the day. He had a four over round, uh, five over today for Xander Shoffley. So he's seven over for the tournament. I don't think the cut you, line's going to fall that you, far. You skipped one of the most important ones. I don't Who's have that? a pirate sound effect. So, <laughs> Harold Varner. <laughs> he's Carolina Pirate, the pride of the fighting Mike Houston. Excuse me. At, at two under par. Look at him out there doing stuff. Nice. Good for him. Uh, yeah, but right now, Tiger Woods looks like he would. He, he he's on path to make the cut. He is three over for the day, but that puts him two over for the tournament. And just you have to five survive shots. this day. Yes, five this shots. This is the day the that we were afraid yesterday was going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, when I asked you yesterday, so I think it was who who was leading. It was M that was leading yesterday, um, at six under. That if it was going to continue to be this way, and you. You told me don't look for it. Don't uh, look for it to continue. He went out and threw up a 74 today, and I won't be shocked if he does that again tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, anyway, those are your leaders at the Masters right now. Charles Schwartzel, Danny Willett, both former Masters champions. Sung J.M., who was a runner-up in this tournament just uh, the two tournaments ago. And, of course, Scotty Scheffler, who is the hottest golfer on the uh, on the circuit right now he's the number one player in the world uh colin is going hard in the paint uh in super chats today I'm which is awesome debo is pulling the same crap that kyler is do is doing by deleting everything about the team off instagram it's funny to me that they think this is going to speed up contract talks both of them have no leverage at all exactly kyler had a little bit mm -hmm. and i've i've been looking for a reason to bring this up the Indianapolis Colts after offered two ones for him, and Arizona told them to pound sand. I should tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. You're not leaving here, right? You're a franchise quarterback, and nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. So, and Debo Samuel, same thing. You can do this passive aggressive, you up late night text thing of deleting all the mentions of the 49ers off your Instagram. You're still going to be in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He'll still be in San Francisco, but he'll have a nice new contract. Uh, by the way, I was told on good authority, the three receivers that we've talked about a good bit, 
A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Debo's the one that's going absolutely nowhere. D.K., still possible. Yeah. They have not been offered the 10th pick in the draft. Uh, I wanted to say that on camera one more time so people would stop asking me, why did they turn down the 10th pick? Because they just didn't offer it. Right. If they had, you would know because they would have immediately driven him to the airport and gone, we're getting that pick back that we should never have sent for Jamal Adams. <laughs> That's not a deal that New York would do, though. It's hint, no way. No. It doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. The first hour, we talked about the quarterbacks and, uh, you know, the rumor that Malik Willis could go number two overall to the Detroit Lions, which Floster Damas tells us is patently false. Insane. It is not going to happen. The first two picks in the draft are Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. Mm -hmm. Just a question of who goes where. Yeah. Um, which you can now get all of the uh, all of the draft content from at ESPN Draft Nerd on Twitter. We I finally I settled on a... Uh, I did not realize that you had changed it yet again until I was trying to tag you in today's post, and I was like, oh, well, it's not the Flostradamus anymore. Well, I had three Twitter accounts, so we had to merge them. Just put it I, all and together. I didn't know that. Had I never done the Adam Gold show, I still wouldn't know that. <laughs> I just don't ever pay attention. I normally just put in J-E-R and it goes, oh, yeah, the, that guy. That guy. That guy. That guy that does all of the greatest lists for the NFL draft. And today, we're unveiling a new one. This is the Rodney Dangerfield draft list. First hour, we talked about Sam Howell and why he's the quarterback to be left out of the hype train going into the April 28th draft. And... Yeah, he's he's got to be on this list. He's the quarterback yeah. of the no respect list. The no respect list. We will do all of the offense. We will give you the defense coming up in the happy hour today, immediately following this show on the YouTube stream at 5 o'clock. So the quarterback of the Rodney Dangerfield NFL draft team is Sam Howell out of North Carolina. And he's my number one quarterback. He's 28th on my big board, mm -hmm. and he's the number one quarterback in this draft. 27, excuse me. He rose a spot. I don't really know why, but he he did. To me, he's the he is the safest quarterback in this draft that mixes in safe and high upside. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he is almost universally behind Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. The Desmond Ritter side of this is patently insane to me. Desmond Ritter is one of the more inaccurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. But he's big and can run. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is DK Metcalf. I don't want him playing quarterback for me. You know why? Because he can't throw. Right. And neither can Desmond Ritter. Sam Howell in college, I think he, he, he did enough to get he did enough in college to get more pub, more hype. Than he's getting now go back and watch the sophomore tape before mm -hmm. you tell me i'm wrong he is get he is uh the greatest i guess stat accumulator of any other quarterback that has only played three years in acc history and stats do virtually nothing for me i, I mm -hmm. could care less about stats especially with quarterbacks the only stat i really care about is how many times you get picked off mm -hmm. with how yeah he's a little short but to me I'm going to level. If you have Kenny Pickett ahead of him, I will not listen to another word you have uh, th that you say beyond that. Because Kenny Pickett, to me, is the easiest evaluation I think I've ever had. He's fourth-round quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's where he was. That's where he should continue to be. Now, there was enough that I saw last year to go, okay, he can be, a, he can be one of those second-round quarterbacks that 
yeah, we draft him. Yeah, he's the starter. No, he's never great. But my fear is he's going to go at six to the Panthers, and that's insane. Mm -hmm. Malik Willis has one of the higher bust potentials of any quarterback I've ever seen. Now, he has there is a potential for him to be great. There's a potential for him to be great that Sam Howell doesn't have. Those two, to me, are very close. Every other quarterback in this draft, there is a chasm between those two and everybody else. All right, who is uh, the running back behind Sam Howell on the Rodney Dangerfield list? Well, I gave you the number one quarterback in the class. I gave you the number one running back in the class, Brees Hall. I am dumbfounded on a daily basis by how many running backs I see smart people put ahead of Brees Hall. He's the most all-around back in this class, and it's not even close. But Pierre Strong's so fast. Uh-huh. And then? Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, great between the tackles. Not much of a receiver. Not much. He's not a three-down back. Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, by, by the way, those Texas A&M guys, stop working out. Just cancel all workouts. It is going horribly for you. Horribly. There's one of those that we will talk about later in this. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall, to me, is if a running back went in the first round, which, no, I don't ever want that to happen, but if it did, that's the only one that I wouldn't absolutely crush. There's only one time, one team that I've even seen mocked with running backs in the first round. Well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, Tampa's not taking a running back in the first round. Nobody's taking a running back in the first round. Mm-hmm. I would, to me, he's a he's an early two, in my opinion. Middle, he's forty six on my big board. So to me, that puts him right, hopefully on the backside of the bad teams, going to one of those sweet little. You didn't make the playoffs, but you're good enough. Teams in the second round. Yeah. All right. Give us the wide receivers. Well, there are three, and they all have one thing in common. No matter who I've given them to over the course of the draft process, their fans have been perturbed by it. Purdue wide receiver David Bell, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, and Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. They all, two of the three, oh, they're too slow. Watch them play. I get so frustrated with the, well, they ran a 4 six forty. I don't care. I do not care. Watch them play on the field. David Bell is a tremendous wide receiver. One of the more all-around receivers in this draft class. But he's not a speed burner, so everybody just treats him as an afterthought. Alec Pierce. He is at the high side of that second group of receivers. To me, him and Christian Watson are very close. There's more upside with Christian Watson, Mm -hmm. but he played a smaller school. It's going to take longer for him to get acclimated. The big knock on Alec Pierce is, oh, he never put up great numbers at Cincinnati. Who's his quarterback? Desmond Ritter. Case in point. Oh, you mean that quarterback that is just blissfully inaccurate? They were up constantly because they played in a conference where no one could contend with them, so they didn't have to throw like that. Mm -hmm. I don't care. To me, Alec Pierce now is in the – I think he's in the third-round range, and somebody is going to get an incredible steal out of him. There's a lot of raw. He's not a great blocker. He's a little thin, but he's tall and fast Mm -hmm. and has great hands. Mm, Yep, I think that's what I need a receiver to be. And Kyle Phillips. 
if he's not a New England Patriot, I swear to you, I am 98% of the point where I would make the wager. If he's not a New England Patriot, I'll eat my hat. Because mm-hmm. he reminds me of Julian Edelman. I, I said this when we did the, and I don't remember who wound up with him in the last mock draft, but when we talked about him, I said, if you closed your eyes, took the number away, and said, hey, that's Hunter Renfro, that's exactly who he looks like. Mm-hmm. Just a shifty little crafty slot receiver that New England has done this forever. And to me, that's exactly what he's going to be. He'll be a full-time slot in the league, probably goes in the back end of day two. But everybody just seems to care about what he ran in the 40. Right. He's a slot guy. I don't expect him to be beating people over the top. He's a quick twitch little route runner. That's it. Right. Does not matter to you, you know, that he ran slowly. No, not for what I'm asking him to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, there's another guy in this class that I look at the same way, Slade Bolden. Out of Alabama. He looks right. exactly like Colby, Cole Beasley. Now, am I telling you it's ever going to be a, a, a pro bowler? No. Does it have a role in this league? Absolutely. Uh, Fried Baloney in our uh, YouTube comments asked, you don't consider completion percentage an important college stat. I've always heard most teams won't draft a quarterback if their completion percentage is not over 60%. I, yes, I, I may have misspoke there. There are certain th- if you're a 57 percent completion guy in college, out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'll pass. I mean, if you can't complete 60 percent of your throws in college, you're not going to do it in the NFL, right? But I guess what I meant was the difference between 68 and 62. It's negligible to me because there's a, there are a lot of variants that can alter that. Mm-hmm. Now you get a guy like Mark Sanchez. Ah, we should have seen that coming. Ah, look at the college numbers. Yeah. Your team did that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We love drafting UFC, USC players. Just absolutely love it. <laughs> All right. How about the tight end? The most uh, what? no respect for prospect at tight end. This is the first tight end in the history of the NFL draft that I'm reasonably sure I could outrun. Jalen Watermeyer. Okay. He is off the board for probably three quarters of the league, and that's stupid. Well, he ran a 507. Okay. And he is he he has set the record as if you use RAS, which is a it's a metric that a lot of people like me use in the lead up to the draft. Mm-hmm. He is the least athletic tight end that has ever been in the NFL draft. Well, since that became a stat in 1987. He is the least athletic tight end that has ever been in the draft. But then you watch the tape and you go, that's not what I see on film. No, he looks like a monster. Yeah, and there's a lot of raw. I just To me, this is we we over-exaggerated him in the beginning because there were a lot of tight ends that fell in somewhat the same spot. Mm-hmm. I almost went Charlie Kohler here, but now people in the industry are so high on Charlie Kohler that I couldn't put him here. I still love him. I think he's back into the second round pick. Weidermeyer will be lucky to be drafted. Yeah. And I've seen too much good for you to be an undrafted free agent. Lee ran slow. And? Colin asked a question in the uh, in the chat here about his Kansas City Chiefs. He says he keeps seeing the Chiefs with Sky Moore in, the, in, dra- in mock drafts. It's draft. becoming very popular. He wants to know about his route running and his catching ability because he knows he has great speed, but does he have those other things if you bought Tyreek Hill on wish he would look like Sky Moore okay so no on the route running 
Tyreek Hill was not a great route runner when he came to the league. Right, that's what I'm saying. And Scott, I would say Scott Moore's probably a better route runner right now than Tyreek Hill was mm-hmm. when he came in the league. Mm-hmm. He's just not as – he's shifty, but he's not that video game, I'm controlling you with a joystick. I fully believe he's going to go in the back – in the last five picks of the first round, probably the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, there you have it, Colin. Uh, a guy that you could slot in there and maybe not miss Tyreek Hill so much with your Kansas City Chiefs. You got draft questions? Feel free to throw them out in the chat. We will uh, have those answered in real time as soon as we can. All you got to do is go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link, hit the subscribe button, and boom, you're in to the chat. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones, somehow, a little better. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers, two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mills Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It's ESPN Asheville here in the Ingalls studio. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And it's time for you to stand up for Coldplay, if that is your choice, in the most overrated band's bracket because they are trailing right now against the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones up 53% to 47% on Coldplay. We're trying to narrow it down. We're trying to settle an age-old question of who is the most overrated band of all time. We have three of our final four set with U2 and Tool, and then the winner of this matchup will take on Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band coming up on Monday in our semifinals. So vote right now in the chat on the YouTube stream. Is it Rolling Stones or Coldplay? Who is most overrated? We are talking about the Rodney Dangerfield list. Underrated. The most underrated, the no respect group of the NFL draft, the prospects. We have Sam Howell as the quarterback, Brees Hall at running back, David Bell, Alec Pierce, Kyle Phillips as your wide receivers, and Jalen Weidermeyer, who I was shocked with Jeremy when you told me today that he is off the board for a lot of teams. Well, he ran a 507, which is not bad for a nose tackle. It's not particularly great for a pass catching tight end. No, not necessarily. Uh, but uh, he is the tight end on the Rodney Dangerfield list. So we got to talk about the linemen. Where do you go? Who are the most underrated linemen? in this draft yeah, and we'll kind of rapid fire these about a minute on each uh the offense the, the left tackle would be rasheed walker three-year starter at penn state incredibly nimble got some of the best hands of any offensive lineman in this draft mm-hmm. he's just not as strong what's funny to me is i watch people grade linemen and they don't seem to understand that the game's evolving i don't need you to necessarily be that 330 pound mountain that is a trent williams he's not i'm not gonna say scheme specific if you told me he started on the right side with the intention that you moved in the left two years from now he's probably a second round pick Mm -hmm. there are people that do not seem to think he is worthy of being anything more than a late round flyer and to me that is completely insane one of the most experienced left tackles in this draft and people just seem to absolutely hate him rashid walker 
All right, who's the other tackle? Uh, the other tackle, and I'm not going to lie, I in a minute you'll see that I kind of cheated because there's one of these guys that I don't really know what position he plays. The right tackle is Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. It has gotten comical to me how different people, the common fan views him from how people like I view him. I can almost promise you he's going to go in the last 10 picks of the first round. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills scream to me, as do the Tennessee Titans. He is a right tackle. He's not going to play on the left. The Aiden Hutchinson tape, we've all seen it. It was it was not a banner day. Right. He got beaten like a kettle drum. The only problem is that if you take that away, he's one of the 20 best players in the draft. I've got him in the top 40 uh, mm-hmm. of my big board, and I think it's where he belongs. You just have to know what you're getting. He's a right tackle, not a left. I don't think he ever projects to play on the left side, but you do realize you need a right tackle too, right? Like, oh yeah, that's, we get that. I'm just making sure. Right, there is a place in the in in the game for these. Every guys. team I've given him to in mock drafts, that we would never do that. You think I made it up? You think I just? Who do you think I asked that? Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> Nicholas Petit Frere. Petit Frere. I got to work on my pronunciations before the big day on April the 28th, where we will be doing live pick by pick coverage here in the sportsocracy. Uh, Nicholas Petit Frere, the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. How about the guards, the interior linemen for the Rodney Dangerfield draft team? Uh, the first one is Chris Paul, uh, not the point guard of the Suns. Mm-mm. From Tulsa, he is a gigantic human being. And his offensive line mate, Tyler Smith, is getting all the love. And every time I see him, he gets pushed down. And I don't understand why. He should be a late second day pick. To me, you get him on day three is a value. You're you're going to have to make sure he doesn't eat his way out of the league because that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Because he's and this is going to sound weird to say, he's a doughy three twenty five. There are some guys you look at and go, well, he's three twenty five, but he's yoked. Chris Paul's not right. Uh, he's he a little doughy. But if you get his if you get his body right, I think he's an immediate starter in the NFL. Next guard. This is kind of where I cheated because I don't really have another guard. I have a dedicated center, and then I have an everything. Okay. Uh, the center is Luke Fortner okay. from Kentucky, who, if you were testing who is the smartest player in this draft, it's probably him. He already has a master's in engineering from Kentucky. Nice. Very bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the tape is it's a little inconsistent. But you got to understand, he was playing in the SEC. Look how big that line was. Their offensive line looks like five houses set in a row on uh, the, a sidewalk in a residential neighborhood. So, yeah, there were times in pass pro that you see he tries to help over and then something goes wrong. I can't tell you that's on him. I don't know that it's on him. I don't know what the line call was. Mm-hmm. The good is very, very good. This is not a great center draft, and he is clearly my two. All right, I want to take a guess on who this last one is. Bet you know. Is it Zach Tom? Zach Tom out of Wake Forest. I genuinely think I have talked more about this guy than anybody that's not in his family. Rare combination of he played center and he played tackle. You just don't get a lot of those. To me, he's a late day two pick. Mm -hmm. I, I think I've had him to San Francisco for about as long as I can remember. He's not great in anything, but he reminds me so much of Elkton Jenkins from the Green Bay Packers that I can't stop. I boo-boo kitted that one. 
because I loved him when he came out. But I pushed him down because, oh, I don't know what position he plays. Oh, wait, I don't care. Yeah, uh, I'll find a spot, and you'll be just fine. He is one of the guys in the top 100 of Flostradamus' big board for the 2022 NFL Draft, which uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you will be seeing our release of the big board uh, in stages over the coming weeks as we head up to the draft. Uh, starting at 300. Those will be fun. 300 to 275. There are two kickers. And there's one. Two of them. And there's one, once I say his name, you will never forget him for the rest of your life. All right. He has a fun little nickname that I'm pretty fond of. And on the YouTube channel, I can say the wordy dirds, so it's going to be a fun time. Yes, it's always a fun time here in the Ingles studio. Let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, Jeremy, I'm going to let you kick this one off because I seem to have misplaced my story momentarily. I'm going to tell a story, and then we're going to play a fun game of where did it happen? Yay! An unearthed casket was found with a man's body inside it in a cemetery in Oregon. That would not be that weird because you're thinking, oh, it's rave, rave grabbers, grave robbers, <laughs> rave grabbers, rave grabbers. <laughs> that, that sounds like something at a nightclub party that I don't want to be associated with. Uh, and that would make sense, except there hasn't been a burial in the cemetery in quite some time. Okay. So somebody took a box, loaded Dave in it. And then just dropped him off the cemetery. Like you bury that. You, you like your dog. You give him a bone and go. You bury that. Oh, okay. They don't know who this guy is. And there's a part of this story that is very bizarre to me. They find this guy. They described him as between thirty and sixty years old. Of which, first of all, that is the meteorologist age range. If I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Well, it could rain, or it could be beautiful, or it could snow. Who knows? He's between. He's an adult, thirty and sixty, five foot ten, and weighed three hundred and fifty pounds. Unless Brock Lesnar took this casket to the cemetery, there's more than one person involved in this. No doubt. How how do you how do you do that? I just, like you just sitting around drinking bush lights one day and go, hey. We should probably do something with Dave. Mm-hmm. That's that's cr- don't do crimes. <laughs> crimes are bad, and just taking your buddy to the cemetery and going, you you do that. Yep. Now, where did it happen? I'm gonna go with Oregon. That you said it. I, did I? Yeah, you oh. did. <laughs> what city in Oregon? There's only one city you probably know in Oregon. Uh, it's got to be Eugene. Nope. Oh. Portland. Portland. Portland, Oregon. Okay. All right. There are so many things I want to say right there, but we vow not to do politics on the show, so I just can't. I have to just... Oh, I want to do it so bad, but I can't. Yeah, don't resist the urge. All right. Uh, normally, we don't do sports-related stories here, but I thought this one was so weird, and I had to tell the uh, Aaron Judge story from uh, just a bit outside. But uh, Chelsea Lucas. Chelsea Lucas is the new head coach of the Grambling State Volleyball Team. 
I saw this story. I almost told this in, in just a bit outside. She did something, holy smokes, that I have never seen from any college level coach before, where, you know, she took over the Grambling State team two months ago. And just four days ago, she had a meeting with all of her players. Individually had a meeting with all of her players where she proceeded to cut all 19 of her members on the Grambling State volleyball team. They had had three practices, and she pulled them all in and said, you cannot play here. I and, and there is no word on whether or not she ran this by anybody. The school is standing behind her. The athletics director... The AD's response is one of the great things you will ever see in your life. Yeah. The athletic director was just like, well, I mean... Yeah, um, we trust her to build a program here, and I guess it just wasn't good enough. Yikes. She walked into her fourth meeting and said, The disrespect around this place is ending today. I ain't no doubt about it. 19 players. But the AD also said, you know, with the with the advent and the, uh, the, the, the hype of the transfer portal, we've got our eyes on 14 girls to come in here and play, and I feel like that was going to push a lot of these kids out anyway. So I don't know. They they may end up bringing some of the some of the girls back for the volleyball team at Grambling State, but nineteen of them told they would not be renewing their scholarships after the academic year. Now there's four months. Four months you got to start over from scratch to get a to get a good team on the floor. Uh, you apparently didn't pull the quote from the AD, which I'll read now. Do it. It's her decision to make, and she has some quality players coming on board. I think 13 or 14 are coming on board at some point, so I hate to say it, out with the old, but in with the new. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. That's, right. Twitter's going to like that. And That's going to go well for you. Yeah, and also use the term quality players. And I don't know if he did the air quotes, but when they quoted the quote, they put the air quotes around quality that players. That usually means they did the right. air quotes. So if he was just talking to the reporter, it was like, well, there's quality players coming in here with the air quotes. And like, oh, that that is that is a level of shade that you do not expect from an athletics director. See, this is why I'll never be allowed to ask questions in press conferences like that. Because I would have just had my hand raised like, oh, can you explain the bunny ears? I need you to explain the bunny, the bunny ears. ears. You did bunny ears, and I can't put that in the story, so I'm going to need a quote on that. Right. 19 players cut loose after three practices. The effort just wasn't there for her. And in a way, i got to admire that. That is a bold strategy, mm-hmm. and I am I am totally here for it. Uh, also, we're going to get a, uh, a new exhibition fight with Floyd Mayweather. He's fighting a guy I've never even heard of, Don Moore. I have no clue. I think clue he does my is. taxes. That's what I'm. That's what I thought. I was like, "Who is Don Moore?" And apparently, Don Moore is an undefeated professional boxer who holds an 18-0-1 record, but has not fought since September of 2016. Oh, by the way, that fight was the first fight that he had had for three years. Great, two retired fighters. That's exactly Hot. what I want. Uh, but they're going to be doing this on the helipad of a airport or of a uh, hotel in abu dhabi 
Weird. I, can we stop doing this? No, because Money Mayweather Who knows he's going to be able to get his money out Who of it. Who watches that? Apparently, oh, it's a Floyd lot of Mayweather people. and some dudes you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I'll be 100% honest with you. I'll throw my name in the ring. I'll get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. First of all, it would be comical because I'm about three times his size. I think he'd still beat the crap I, out of and you. And I wouldn't care. I would take it. First of all, it would be like, okay, <laughs> like. You did a little better. Uh, <laughs> I'm way up here. So unless we're gonna get you a step stool, boy, you never you, you never played in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, you always had the little guy going up against the big guy. Oh yeah, I mean he, that's he, how it would look. And he would rock my brain. Oh and, no and doubt. You know what I would do? I would cry all the way to the bank. Oh absolutely. I would be exactly. Uh, who was the fighter that that one of the Paul brothers fought, and they saw him laughing in the backstage. Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember who it was. Was it Askren? Yeah, it was. It was Ben, ben Askren. Askren. Yeah, he was laughing all the way to the bank. It's exactly what I would do. Right. Uh, also on this card, when it comes up, um, Anderson Silva is going to be Stop doing again. that. <laughs> Anderson Silva, who uh, just defeated Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. One of the great Muay Thai, one of the great UFC fighters, as a matter of fact, of all time. Mm-hmm. And just every time you do this, it, it denigrates your legacy just a little bit more. Can Stop we, doing that. Can can we get Frank Gore in on this as well? I thought that was a hilarious story from the other day of Frank Gore got his brain knocked out in a exhibition fight and goes, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get paid to do that. So he's going to have his first professional bout coming up here pretty soon. Ugh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan Campbell, he's in the news today, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, not because of uh, you know anything he's doing at his current job, but because of something that happened at his old job. He said that during his time with the Dolphins, he had a player that came in every day reeking of alcohol. This was in an interview with Dave Burkett of the Michigan Free Press. He said, I remember I had a guy in Miami. God, he loved ball. He was a dynamic football player, but he came in every day just reeking of alcohol. He was probably on a bender for who knows how long, but God, he loved football. He showed up. He didn't leave. uh, He didn't have MAs, missed assignments. He hustled nonstop. And it's like, you know what? You'll find a way to make that guy work. And this has sent people into a tailspin of, oh, I can't believe Dan Campbell would overlook somebody on a bender just because he can play football really well. And it makes me want to say, where have you guys been? Did we not just go through this a week ago with the Deshaun Watson thing? Like, regardless of where you stand or what you believe about that. I mean, the guy got a $230 million guaranteed contract because he's really darn good at the footballs. There comes a point where you're, you know, teams will be willing to overlook almost anything if a guy can go out and he can play. And I, it's just funny to me that people don't think that this kind of stuff goes on. It, it, again, like yesterday, when we or two days ago, when we were talking about the uh, the Ronald Acuna Freddie Freeman relationship was rocky. That happens in every business. I mean, every, I think every person listening to this show at some point has worked with somebody that maybe went a little too hard in the paint in their social time. Right. Uh, anybody that watches this show, you know somebody like that because I 
I, Captain Yellowshirt, am that person. <laughs> I mean, I get it if it becomes a problem, but I mean, I, I, why, why are we shocked by this? That there was a football player for the Miami Dolphins that came in tanked every day. Do you remember how bad those teams were? Of course somebody did. Oh, yeah. If you're 2-14, and 14, that's probably a couple pops make you a lot more pleasant around the facility. Right. But, I mean, this is a long line of teams willing to overlook red flags with guys or actual problems with guys. I mean, look at Antonio Brown. How many times Antonio Brown gotten scooped up? Well, until this last blow-up. Oh, there's, it's, it's funny you mentioned red flags because there are some in this draft that obviously we'll get into over the course of the draft. Uh-huh. There are some of the most aggressive red flags I have ever seen. Can you give us an example? Uh, Jack Jones from Arizona State. Mm -hmm. uh, he was kicked off the USC football team for conduct, conduct detrimental. Then, whilst looking for his community college, uh, was convicted of or was charged with armed robbery. He got wow. off on a technicality, wound mm -hmm. up at a JUCO, wound up at Arizona State. And he will get drafted. Armed robbery, like just a one-on-one -on -one kind of a thing, like threatening somebody with a gun. I mean, or... I wasn't there, so I don't know the whole story. I, I was just but curious. But, and I will tell you, from everything I've been told, he has been a model citizen since it happened. Yeah. That, see, that's one of the, and you know, this is going to be a bit of a rant, and I apologize. I didn't, I, I didn't mean to do this. That's fine. But it, it just kind of is what it is. I do not understand, and this doesn't actually have a lot to do with what you said. It's going down the rabbit hole. We have come to a point in life where second chances just aren't a thing. Like, everybody is so out to capture something on their cell phone, and it's a gotcha culture of, oh, you did this one thing one time, so now I'm going to ruin your life. There have been plenty of guys that have done things that, well, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not great. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me tell you a little story. And, and I'm going to tell this story because I didn't know Tank didn't know this. J.C. Jackson just got a bajillion dollars from the Chargers. Yes. Do you know how he ended up at Maryland? No. Uh, he was convicted of armed, of armed robbery oh. and wound up at Maryland. Or armed robbery. It was, it was some felony. And then he, and he actually wasn't convicted. I said that wrong. He went to trial, he was found not guilty, went to Maryland, and he's been a model citizen ever since. Okay. I can't tell you whether he did it or not. I wasn't there. Right. But he went undrafted because of that. But he goes into New mean, England, he's been a, from everything I've ever heard, he's been a model citizen. But it's but, but in the eyes of the law, mm -hmm. he was acquitted. And so But in the eyes and, and I guess that's my point, is in the eyes of the law, he was a draftable player, and there was no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. He didn't get drafted because something that happened that he was then acquitted for. And the reason is because to people, you will always be that person. Oh, yeah. No matter what you do, you'll be that person. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's one of the most infuriating things that happens in our society to me. Of, oh, I got you. I got you on my cell phone camera. Like, now I'm going to show it to everybody. Hey, let, me, let me tell you a little secret. And, and I see this pretty regularly. Most of the things that you cap capture on cell phone video, nobody cares. Nobody cares. We had this happen in Asheville not that long ago. Somebody felt the urge to capture a, and I don't remember exactly what was happening, but then I found out the full story. You're twisting this into something that it's not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just be careful with what you believe. I told you it was a rant.
Yeah, and, and that's completely fine. I, I'm to the personnel part of draft profile uh, mm-hmm. the, of my draft profiles because I I don't know these things. Like I don't, I'm not privy to things like this. Well, yeah, because you've got I, I mean 500 athletes and how many? How, oh, there's markedly more than that, right? But what but, I'm saying is I'm, how 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 can you keep up? Well, I mean, because not all of them have red flags, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and, and some of them, it's I know their dog's name or something ridiculous like that. But it's over the course of time of me doing this. Originally, when I started doing this, when I would get the personnel things back, it would be bad things. Like J.C. Jackson was, you know, accused of a felony and went to trial. Yeah. Now it's this myopic, insane. Like. I, I've read four or five of them where I read it and go, why am I supposed to care? Like he had a bunch of unpaid parking tickets, or, and that's not what it is. Right. Not, I don't disclose these no, things. No, you're just saying something low level that yeah, does, it's, has it's no bearing. It's dumb. Like, why do I care? Why, and, and bigger question, why do you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because of the world that we live in and the way that some of these guys are followed. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be complained a lot about the world today, I, well, and and that's fine because there's a lot to complain about the way the world works now. I've turned into you. I'm just out here yelling at clouds right. about things that have absolutely nothing to do with me. But as we talked about with the you know the the millennial generation and how they handle problems and Debo Samuel and uh, Kyle Kyler Murray scrubbing their Instagram accounts to try to make some sort of a statement or to get leverage against their uh, their team. I mean, it goes the same way with fans. I mean, you say something on social media. You're, those are the reports that you're going to start seeing a lot more of, of, oh, th- th- this guy's an awesome football player. But one time he said this unpopular thing on social media, and I get now on, we can't touch him. I get it on him. every player. Yeah, I was going to say, we, and now we, can't, we can't touch him because he's a liability for the PR team. And there are some that, look, there are some things that it's, it's very hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. Those are few and far between. But there are a lot of things that get reported to teams. If, if you're younger – and you don't really have a, a depth of experience with social media, don't post stupid things on social media. They don't ever go away. No. Ever. Ever. And I, I guess it's because social media is getting older that now I'm seeing these, and when I get the screenshots, I'm like, that's from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad in the first place. But always being so insensitive. And some of them are. Mm-hmm. And those obviously but raise those, a red flag. But, but, but there's now, some of them that I've – there have been a couple where I'm like, I don't even understand why this is in the file. Mm-hmm. But now that those things, those missteps, those you know, un- insensitive things that you say are actually seen by some as actual crimes, which to me is a major problem with our society. You ready to win the folks some more money? It's time to put five on it. For me, this week can't end quickly enough because over the course of the last nine days, I have lost over $600 in five on it. Wow. Woof. Thank goodness that's fake money. It is. Trying to get back on the winning track. I got three of them for you. First one, I got 25 on it. Milwaukee Bucks minus five at Detroit. This game still matters to them. They do. This is a, 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 the second half of a two-part scenario that they needed to clinch their playoff spot. They're already in the playoffs, but this is all about seeding. And they want to be where they are. They, this is a game that you can't just completely tap out on. I'm not saying everybody plays. That's why the line's so low. If everybody does play, they're going to eviscerate this line. I don't know. That's why I only have 25 on it. But Bucks minus five. Next, I got 50 on it. 
the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks play tonight, and the over-under is 220. Neither one of these teams can play absolutely dead in a Western on defense. They're both in the bottom three of the league in fast break points allowed over the last month. That is a recipe for two things. Slow, two slower, slower teams playing fast and aggressively going over a line that was set for this to be a blowout. 50 on it, over 220 between the Blazers and the Mavericks. Finally, I got 50 on it. The Oklahoma City Thunder, a five-and-a-half point dog tonight at the Los Angeles Lakers. I will be 100% honest with you, if the Oklahoma Sooners traveled to the L.A. Lakers right now, I would probably lay five, at five-and-a-half. <laughs> Oklahoma City is playing the most glorified G League roster you've ever seen. Secret time, the Lakers are now, too. The best player on that team that will see the floor tonight is Dwight Howard, mm -hmm. who is a shadow of his, of his former self. I like Talon Horton Tucker if you're playing uh, DraftKings-y daily fantasy things, but I like the Thunder to cover. I got 50 on it. Thunder plus five and a half. And as always, you can take your wagers to betus.com, betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. When we come back from the break, Jeremy, he's, he's mad again. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Tech. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Dirty, perfish, hard to bite, flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Let the hate flow through you. Promise this will be the end of LA Laker talk for the for the next six months. Anthony Davis was asked, "What do you think about the Lakers trying to trade you?" A, stop asking stupid questions that you know you're going to get a canned answer to. But his answer really bothered me. He said, "That's a Rich Paul thing. I don't have any idea what they're talking about. If that's what they want to do, I guess we'll talk about it in the off season." Huh? Hey, Anthony. Wrong answer. When you just had the most unmitigated disaster of a season in Lakers history, you know what your answer is? I, if I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, I'm not. But if I'm here, we have to play better, and I have to actually be on the floor. Wise man once said, your greatest ability is your availability. I don't care how good you are. You have been one of the bigger busts in the NBA in the last 20 years. Oh, but he was great with the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, playoff series, they win. And he got traded to the Lakers for a King's ransom, has, has shown up and has literally sat every time he had a hangnail. Maybe a little accountability. Maybe that would keep you out of segments like this. I'm mad. Uh, we have uh, a winner. I think we're ready to call it. It's, this was the closest of the final four matchups or the uh, Elite Eight matchups in our most overrated bands bracket. Rolling Stones advance 
51% to Coldplay's 49%. It was way closer than it should have been, but we are down to the final four. That's right. Rolling Stones versus Bruce Springsteen and U2 versus Tool. We will start the final four right here in the Sportsocracy on Monday. We got Scotty Scheffler alone in the lead right now at the Masters. He is four under for the tournament. You got two guys just below him at three under, Sung J M and Charles Schwartzel. Enjoy the Masters this weekend, and we will see you next up on the YouTube channel for the second half or the defensive side of the Rodney Dangerfield No Respect draft list.